the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Riverbend. Ah, I bet you didn't uh, think you'd hear me, huh? It's Lolo hanging with you. Good afternoon. Hopefully you are having a wonderful Wednesday afternoon. And uh, Smash is out currently. And uh, we'll get to that, why he's out. But we do have a special guest on the line. But Smash did record this uh, very special message for you. So take it away, Mr. Smashington. Hey, Smasher. I appreciate you listening. It is Smash Daily, as is always. WBGZ. So what's going on, anyone and everyone that might happen to be alive at this particular point in time? Big shout out to those listening in the spirit world. I love you all and I miss you all. Huge howdy to the high holy three and chop chop. I love you. Listen, I'm in the hospital fighting the COVID-19. Yeah, I got diagnosed with the COVID-19. Do all that they tell you to do. Wear the gloves, put on the mask, all that. You don't want none of this because... This is bad. I don't know when I'm going to be back, but covering for me while I'm gone, friends that you know through Smash Daily here on WBGZ, today is going to be the man who understands the conservative side of everything, and that is Ed Martin. It's going to be fantastic and a great arrangement of topics. You make sure you call in if you want. These guys will be glad to talk to you. Myself, I'm going to go back and lay back in the hospital bed here and I'm going to enjoy the show. So, Ed Martin, it's all on you, partner, because this land is your land. This land is my land. Ed Martin, you're on, baby. And here we go with Ed Martin. Trini Lopez, take it away, brother man. Oh. 
There you go, Trini Lopez. Every time you hear Trini, we go live to Mr. Ed Martin. Ed, sir, are you there? I'm here. I'm ready to go. Thank you very much, Lolo. Appreciate it very much. Great to be with. Uh, you know, it's. I just was on uh, the old Twitter machine and I was tweeting out. I, it's like it comes full circle. Yeah. Uh, my name is Ed Martin, and I'm filling in for Smash. Of course, it's Smash Daily. And uh, and I just tweeted out. You can listen, of course, online streaming. If you get to where you're going in your car, or <clears throat> you go AltonDailyNews.com and you can stream. I just sent it out across the Twitter, the Twitterverse, as they say, because it's kind of full circle. I my day job is I am the president of the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, just up the hill from 107.1, the Big Z in Alton, Illinois, is where Phyllis Schlafly, the famous, the late Phyllis Schlafly, spent, uh, I don't know, about 50 years she, after she was married. Her and her husband raised their six children, and she uh, lived up there on the top of the hill there over uh, kind of north of town. And uh, I worked for her for many years, and I took her place as president. She passed away in 2016. It feels like a perfect full circle because the late Phyllis Schlafly and I were two of the earliest conservatives to back a guy named Donald Trump mm. as he ran for president. And so here we are on the day that uh, President Trump, now former President Trump, goes uh, home to Florida and we have a new president in office. So uh, it's great to be with everybody here on Smash Daily. And we're going to have some great guests. In a few minutes, we'll talk with John Schlafly, John Schlafly, Phyllis Schlafly's oldest son. He himself is a writer and uh, leads a part of our organization, does a lot of different things. He's a very keen observer, does a weekly column that runs on townhall.com and across the country. And he's a keen observer of politics and policy. We'll talk with John Schlafly. We'll take your phone calls. We're happy to take your phone calls. 618-465-1570. 618-465-1570. And call in here to 107.1, the big Z. Let me let me give you a, a, the setup. I, I, today is a day I didn't expect to see. I was hoping we'd have four more years of President Trump. Uh, I believe he was... A very good president on policy issues. You put aside what you want to fight about if somebody tweets bad or somebody's got bad hair or whatever. On policy issues, I believe that history will show that Donald Trump as a candidate and as a president turned America's priorities from what the late Phyllis Schlafly, she called them the kingmakers and the globalists, and turned those priorities back to we the people. Because it was very trendy in both parties. You may not even remember it. Just four or five short years ago to talk about how we got to have open borders. If we have totally open borders and allow immigration of all kinds, it will eventually equal out. It'll be better for the economy when we were losing jobs. And we were told four or five years ago, if you just sign on to working with China – yeah, they'll steal your intellectual property. That's true. And and yeah, you know, they pay slave uh, labor wages over there. But but the market's so big. You got 1.2 billion Chinese people. You can sell your stuff to them. You can make your stuff there and it'll work out. And it turns out Donald Trump for since 1985 or six, he's been talking about how China is eating our lunch. And the communist regime in China now has been exposed as one of the worst actors. Uh, it's the biggest problem in the world since the Soviet Union. We'll talk about that later. But Anyway, so all these things are things that all these issues Donald Trump changed our perspective on. We were told if you put tariffs on some other nation, your own economy will crash. We put massive tariffs on China and other nations. Nobody's economy crashed. In fact, we got stronger. The, the shift, in our, the shift in, our, uh, in our nation was from putting other people, 
other nations, other things first ahead of we the people, and it was putting us first. Doesn't make it perfect, don't get me wrong. Doesn't make doesn't mean there's things I wish had been done different or otherwise. But the fact is, the real fact is that Donald Trump changed the way we saw American politics. And if you've been listening to Smash all these days on Smash Daily, one of the things he does is challenge how you think, whether it's talking about, you know, the faith tradition, talking about how things, the culture interacts with uh, politics, you know, how you get thinking different. Donald Trump took the whole of of the of the swamp and he shook it like one of those uh, one of those snow globes. And he shook that thing, turned it upside down. And holy cow, it made some people crazy. It made some people crazy to uh, to have him be in here and, and doing that. So I, I think, you know, we got a lot to talk about today on Smash Daily. And again, we'll take your phone call. Six, one, eight, four, six, five, fifteen, seventy. Let me ask you this question. Now we're here. We see one guy exit stage left. And one guy step up, Joe Biden steps up and, and Trump leaves and Trump leaves kind of beaten up. Right. He, he made he made down the stretch. He had a tough role there, tough run. But here comes Joe Biden. Do you really feel I'm not being serious. Are we getting the best and the brightest to run for president? Is this as good as it gets? I mean, what do you think? You look across the land you look across the country, you look across our massive number of institutions, picket, church, universities, business, whatever, sports. Is this as good as it gets? What's the deal in our country if the best we can do in our system is these guys? And I'm being, I'm being just up front. I mean, on one level, I say, if you're a normal human being, you, you should not want to run for president. Because although the job must be cool, the, the, the level of beatdown you get is just unprecedented. I mean, the level of beatdown that you get. Don, Donald Trump, he did not just, you know, the, the famous Teddy Roosevelt uh, speech, the, the man in the arena should get the credit, right? It's a man with dirt on him and it's out there and, and, and in the fight. But I'll tell you what, in this age, I'll tell you this. I'll make two predictions in this age. I don't think we will have a president who serves two terms in the next 20 years because the speed with which your uh, your administration, your decisions, what happens gets critiqued. It's like the speed of light. It's like the speed of light times a million. I mean, it's just like it's it's unbelievable. So the 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 reality is, I don't think that's one prediction. I don't think you'll see a a again. You'll see a president serving two terms, not in not in twenty years. That's my that's my prediction. The other prediction I'll tell you. You talk about the beatdown of Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been just bludgeoned. By the by, the job by the by the peep by the media, the fake news, and everybody, and he's just been absolutely hammered, hammered. And what kind of normal person will ever run for president? I don't know. But here's my other prediction: they won't let him up. I'm telling you right now, my prediction is by by one o'clock tomorrow afternoon, East Coast time, at least one grand jury, New York City, New York State, probably will indict Donald Trump or the Trump organization or something. The, the, I'll tell you this, the left can't stop the punching bag effect. They got to have an enemy. They got to have a punching bag and they're not going to let it stop. They're going to, they're going to have an impeachment in the Senate. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, they're going then they're going to have ind indictments in this place and that place. I tell you, just let me finish this point. If you're Donald Trump five years ago, and you're saying, man, I'd like to be president. It'd be cool. I like the, I like power. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy that's got a huge ego. That's how they all are, by the way, at that level. 
you got to be, you got to be somebody who thinks a lot of yourself to think you could be the leader of the free world. So he's sitting there and he said, I got a plane, I got a helicopter, I got a beautiful wife, I got all this kind of stuff, I got a business, I'm worth a boatload of money, I got all this stuff. What, you know, I mean, what, 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 and he said, I'm going to go, I'll run for president because I kind of think I could do something good for the country. That's what I'll do. Now he looks back and says, look at what I did. Look at what I did to my family. Look at what I did to my business. Look at what I did to my future. I don't know. I don't know what kind of people would ever want to do this. I don't know what kind of people would ever think it was a smart move to be a, um, to be someone that runs for president and actually has to serve. And I, I, I can see to people, you know, lots of these guys, again, it's uh, Ed Martin filling in for uh, Smash on here on Smash Daily. By the way, the show is a podcast, too. So once you hear this, you hear this wisdom, and you say, I want some more of that, you can go to smashdaily.com later on tonight. It will post that up there as a podcast. You can listen to what I'm saying. Again, it's Ed Martin. I'm over on Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin. You can follow me on Facebook, Ed Martin Live. And also, phyllisschlafly.com is our website for all the work we're doing. But I don't know who would want to step in to be running for president. And I, and I started to say this, congratulations to anyone who cares enough and has enough of a will to run for office and withstands being in the arena because it's not pleasant. And Joe Biden's going to get worked over because of his son and all that. I mean, he'll, he'll get a lighter time than Trump did, uh, but it's everybody should be, and these guys are in the arena, but there's one set of people in the arena. That's the guys that are in the arena that kind of help each other. Biden, all those senators, all those governors, all the people that are in that sort of set they they run in that set they get used to it and then a guy like trump is outside the norm and normal people outside the political norm the people out in the regular world why would you ever do that i gotta tell you but think about that when you look at joe biden and he gets up there today and he talks about unity and then he goes and talks about white supremacy he talks about bringing us together and then he's he's had a campaign that has called people the 74 million americans that voted for Donald J. Trump, he's called them Nazis. I mean, <laughs> this is uh, this is a tough one for, to feel the unity, to feel in the love right now. And uh, we'll talk later on in the show about his his first acts in office. Joe Biden, he left the podium where he was inaugurated and went down to the office, and he signed a bunch of executive orders. And I don't know. I'll read them out to you. When I tell you, I want you to say to yourself, "Whew! Did everybody that voted for him know that's what we we're getting?" Because that doesn't sound like too good a deal. We'll see. But all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with John Schlafly, the son of the oldest son of Phyllis Schlafly, who is right there in Alton. And we'll take your phone calls also. The number to call for phone calls is 618-465-1570. It's Ed Martin filling in for Smash here on Smash Daily. And uh, we will, of course... Keep you updated on the Smash Man. I'm sure he's listening right now. Uh, and you can stream if you're if you're in the hospital with Smash. You can stream uh, live AltonDailyNews.com, AltonDailyNews.com, and we'll take a break. It's Ed Martin in for Smash right here on 107.1 The Big Z. <laughs> Dig the smash anywhere, anywhere. The Smash Daily Podcast. Smash On behalf of the Fisher family, Smash here to say Happy New Year. Since 1941, Fisher Lumber, out there in East Alton on Shamrock, 
has offered you the opportunity to get yourself anything you need as far as your home, business, fix-it, or remodeling project is concerned. Looking to upgrade your countertops, quartz, granite, laminate, all there. Fisher lumber, cabinets for every kitchen design. Since 1941, whatever it is, quality all the way. Fisher lumber. You know, with the new year comes all this remodeling stuff you've been thinking about doing. Maybe that bathroom remodel. They got you covered on everything in the bath except maybe the water. Whatever it is, the folks at Fisher know their stuff. And they'd love to help you with their expertise. Windows, exterior doors, cabinets, lumber and building materials, custom trusses, and the tools to put it all together. F-I-S-C-H-E-R. FisherLumber.com. And a happy fix-it, build-it, and remodel-it new year from Fisher Lumber. Smash, smash, digging a smash. All right, guys, welcome back. Ed Martin here filling in for Smash. Get well, Smash. We miss you, brother. It's not the same without you. By the way, listen, if you uh, are in the hospital with Smash, if you're down the, the corner from him there, altondailynews.com. Put it on. We want all the all the folks in that wing to have it on. altondailynews.com. You can stream it there. And the show later on today be a podcast over at smashdaily.com. And we'll take your calls in a little while at 618 618- Four six five fifteen seventy. I think just about enough time has passed that I can make this pronouncement. Uh, I believe that uh, Donald Trump is likely to be regarded in history as the second greatest president in American history. I think we've had enough time to digest what he did and how he did it. Uh, and I think we can say that um, that uh, Joe Biden's uh, presidency will be the greatest failed presidency since Jimmy Carter. He will probably race. Uh, to the bottom with Jimmy Carter. And to discuss this historical perspective, uh, you know, five and a half hours after the uh, inauguration of Joe Biden, is John Schlafly. John Schlafly uh, plays a number of roles with the Phyllis Schlafly organization. He, first of all, played a big role. He's the, he was the oldest, he is the oldest son of Phyllis Schlafly and, and uh, Fred Schlafly, who uh, Fred Schlafly practiced law for many years right there in Alton. And Phyllis Schlafly, of course, is the national icon. Pat Buchanan calls her the lady from Alton. Even now, when I talk to Pat Buchanan, he'll call her the lady from Alton, referring to Phyllis Schlafly. Um, and, um, but John also has a perspective on uh, politics and policy. He's the treasurer uh, and on the board of the Phyllis Schlafly uh, Educa- Eagle Forum Educational Legal Defense Fund, uh, one of the trustees of the Eagle Trust Fund, which is an organization that holds all of Phyllis Schlafly's uh, famous, famous books and intellectual property. So welcome, John Schlafly, to the program. How are you? Uh, great, Ed. How are you today? And I I'm certainly doing, agree doing, that we wish Smash a speedy recovery. Yeah, we sure do. And John, now listen, this must be exciting for you because your hometown is Alton. Uh, you were born in raised in Alton and um and were you ever arrested in Alton for any a thing I just want to check before we get too far into this <laughs> was I no? ever arrested well now you're really pushing me at uh, how far back are we going all the I, way back I mean did you ever not within not did you ever tear, tear down within, signs or anything or vandalize anything when you were young not, not in my mature years at least before <laughs> that I don't remember <laughs> what an answer. You could be confirmed as a Supreme Court justice. Not in my mature years. I think that's what Smash should say that. Hey, hey, Smash, did you ever commit any crime? Not in my mature years. He's waiting for his mature years to hit, Smash is. Uh, but also then, what was the second one? Is uh, Not that you recall. I, I understand. And you liked beer. Uh, all right, John. Uh, uh, Joe Biden leaves the podium at the inauguration. He comes down the steps. He gets mildly confused because he doesn't know where he is. And but when he when he gets his bearings on him, he goes to the Oval Office and he signs 
17 executive orders within just moments. One of them is to stop the border wall construction. Another one is to rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement, which will cost the American people upwards of a trillion dollars. Uh, another one is to um, is to go ahead and uh, rejoin the World Health Organization and have a board meeting uh, with Dr. Fauci to celebrate that. I, I mean, is this? Oh, here's the one that's going to make you crazy, John. The, your blood will boil because John Schlafly writes a column at Townhall.com every week, just like his mother did. And here's one. Um, we're going to now, by directive of Joe Biden, add non-citizens, non-citizens in America to the U.S. census count. So if you have illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, you have visitors, they can all be counted in the census, and that can steal a congressional seat from Illinois or, or steal one from uh, any other f figured out. So, John, how is, how is Joe Biden going to lead America? Well, we have, what are we, four hours into it? So <laughs> yes. I, maybe that's too soon for a perspective. But, you know, you know, Trump, of course, you know, whether you liked him or not, he was interesting. He just was... Uh, Joe Biden, I'm afraid, is boring. Uh, so I, I can't, it, it's hard to force myself as part of my job to pay attention to what he's doing. So thank you for telling me <laughs> about those 17 executive orders uh, already today. So that uh, well, and and John, I was, and I'm only half kidding when I say that um, uh, uh, Donald Trump was the, the greatest president since Washington. And, and the reason I say it is because he totally changed the priorities of the Republican Party and the country. Before Donald Trump, I think it was about 18 percent of Americans viewed China in a poll right after he was elected, 2017. 18 percent of Americans thought China was was a rival, was an enemy. And it's up to close to 50 percent now. And, and and I think a lot of people that watched, say, Communist China thought these people are eating our lunch. Well, he got a, he got our whole country to see that. Right. He he got our whole country to see the problem of wars overseas. In his in his farewell address, he said one of the things he's proudest of is he didn't start any wars. A first president in a long, long time to do that. I mean, being serious, being serious evaluating this president, uh, extraordinary uh, shift in what was the conventional wisdom of American politics. Well, I think he did shift the conventional wisdom, and his talking points have taken root in America. There's no doubt about that, both on China. You know, we all recognize that China is, you know, our adversary now uh, across the board. And on the, you know, people coming across the southern border, you know, I don't think that's going to happen anymore, even if Biden does stop building the wall. And uh, because I don't think he's going to get, uh, even with the Democratic Congress, he's not going to get Congress to pass uh, an amnesty bill. I just don't think that can happen. Uh, and we'll be talking about what Trump said and what he did, I think, for the next four years. Well, I, I agree with that. And, John, um, speaking of talking about that, you and I were having an exchange a, a day or two ago. When Donald Trump's uh, Twitter account was closed, it was uh, 50,000 tweets. I think you told me that. I don't know the number. 50,000 tweets just disappeared. Now, I found a Twitter archive that has all the tweets there. But still, um, what, it, what does it mean to you? I mean, you know, we're on radio and you grew up in Alton. So you listen to 107.1, the big Z as it, uh, you, you know, growing up and, you know, radio has that role. But the, 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 the power of, uh, of social media and big tech news, you know, the fake news to shape what we know. I mean, it's never been like this. It, it, what is politics and what does public life look like when the fake news won't tell you about Joe Biden and his son three weeks before the election, but after the election, they won't tell you anything except 
the election was perfect. It's the first time in history we have no fraud. Everybody move along. I mean, and, and both times it works, to be honest. Both times it was effective. Well, the, the, the technology behind the media has certainly changed. I mean, you know, back in the, you know, the, we used to have the three networks uh, on television and radio, and uh, uh, then we had email, and now we have the tech monopoly. So we're going to just have to have figure out, the, the American people are going to have to find out how to communicate in a new way where they cannot be censored. And uh, Trump, because Trump was a master at those short sound bites. He just knew how to do it. And on Twitter, you know, up until the last week, he did it in a way that everybody understood it and everybody was talking about it. Where he fell, you know, fell down a bit, I think we have to be fair about this, is that uh, he didn't have people that he could put in positions of authority to get control of the government. So, frankly, the swamp is still there. You know, mm -hmm. he had, Trump promised to drain the swamp, but he wasn't really able to do that. And I think it's mainly because he didn't have enough people who were ready to put in charge of different government agencies and departments who would carry out what he wanted to do. So he had to rely on, basically, swamp monsters to mm -hmm. take these jobs, and half the time they were working against the president. So we didn't get as much done that we hoped to get done in the four years. But as you say, Ed, we had, do have what Trump said, and that's not going away. And I think as the years go on, we will remember that and repeat it. Well, and we're talking with John uh, Schlafly and Sean Schlafly's columns. He writes a weekly column, which is over at townhall.com and published all across the country. But you can find them archived at phyllisschlafly.com if you want to go over there. Uh, John, on that, on the Twitter feed, one thing I thought about, you know, remember, re people don't remember. Um, Barack Obama's administration was famously uh, tight-lipped. They didn't talk to the press. They might have leaked, but they didn't talk. He didn't. Obama didn't talk to the press. He didn't like the press. He thought they were beneath him. Uh, and what Trump did with Twitter was he became almost to, to a fault, I suppose people could say, accessible. So you had policies change. I'll never forget the policy that was put out by, I don't know, the, what are the department, Department of National Parks or someone about, or Interior, about bringing home big game from uh, Africa. And it was posted on Twitter or on Facebook or somewhere. And Trump saw it. And on Twitter, he said, I don't like that. I'm going to review that. And about two hours later, he said, I'm changing that. And it was because there was an outcry from people. My point is, forget about the topic. We had this responsiveness of government. It was fully engaged. You actually saw what the president was thinking nearly in, in real time. And, and people have grown used to that. So now we're going to go back to an Oval Office where they do a couple of press releases every you know day or two. And I, it might work. I mean, I, but I, I think it's um, and maybe people will just move on. Uh, but I think that shift is uh, it, I don't know if you could ever go back. That's kind of accessibility, uh, nor should you want to. But we it will be made now. John, what's what is your biggest concern uh, of the incoming Biden administration. What would be the one issue that people are listening right now in Alton, Illinois, and across Southern Illinois, and they're saying, what, "What should I be looking for?" What is your biggest concern for the Biden administration now? Well, I guess my biggest concern, uh, first of all, that people won't pay attention because by because it's not as interesting the way Trump was, and so, and secondly, that unlike Trump, Biden has a whole group of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who will move into positions in the government, and they'll be doing 
basically they will be the government. It won't be the man on top. It'll be them. And it's going to be a full-time job to keep an eye on them, to uh, stop the bad things that they're doing. Um, but you can see how Biden has already appointed a whole bunch of people who were in the Obama administration. Uh, Susan Rice, my goodness. People yeah. like that coming back. So, And these are people who are experienced government manipulators. So they know how to press the buttons and move, and move the levers of power in order to get the liberal agenda done. So they, but they won't be telling us about it the way Trump did. So it's going to be a, take a greater effort for citizens to monitor their government and to get their representatives to, uh, you know, to make our government do what we want it to do and to stop it from doing what we don't want it to do. Yeah, and and, and to say it, and John, I'll finish up. We're talking with John Schlafly again. John Schlafly's columns, his weekly column, appears at uh, townhall.com on Tuesdays, uh, but also is archived over at phyllisschlafly.com. Uh, John, uh, the, you know, you commented that the Biden administration won't be that interesting. The, the journalism went back today to the Obama administration, where they covered things like the, the great debate between Joe Biden and his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, about the Peloton stationary bike that they have and how they often debate who gets to use it next. This is the level of, the, as opposed to with, with President Trump, where the, the, the criticism stopped, never stopped. And my, my concern now is that although the light, the light coverage in the Obama administration was used to make you crazy to see it, it's, it's even more powerful now. If the media doesn't cover a story and big tech doesn't allow it to be covered, you never know it. You, you can't get through that. And it's almost, you know, when there were big, you mentioned earlier, when there were three big networks and if Walter Cronkite didn't cover it and the other two didn't cover it, it didn't get covered. And people would say, how do you break through? Right now, CNN and the left, they're, they're picking stories to cover. And so, you know, Nicole Wallace is over on MSNBC and she's talking about how Republicans should be banned from permanently expo expulsion from uh, Congress for uh, what Josh Hawley's behavior supporting the Constitution, and and I don't think you can I don't think you can understate the power of the uh, of the media in this case. You know, and then there's the court system. Don't forget. I mean, there there's going to be a mountain of litigation that is being pursued against anybody who was in the Trump administration, and the major law firms won't touch them, so right. even if they right. have the money to defend themselves, which many of them don't. Uh, they'll have a hard time finding a lawyer uh, because the legal establishment has passed the word. You, you mean you saw how our friend Cleta Mitchell, who right. is a senior and very experienced election lawyer, she was fired, essentially fired by her law firm when it came out that she was advising Trump. And there are many other examples like that. So we're in yeah. for a really tough time, I'm afraid. And it's not really Biden so much as it is the um well how would you describe it how would you describe the new phenomenon of intolerance in our country in which uh people who supported trump are considered to be almost um you know not fit to participate in uh social media or right. uh you right. know and and uh you know the fact that uh the national guard had to be vetted to, to in order right, to right, make sure the Trump yeah. supporters were not allowed to yeah, protect the president today. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. how outrageous is that? Yeah. No, that feels uh, as un-American as anything. All right, John, I got to run. Thank you for appearing on your hometown uh, station here, 107.1, the Big Z in Alton, Illinois. We appreciate it. Uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, uh, homegrown sons who have made it um, big. So thanks, John Schlafly. Again, John Schlafly's columns available at phyllisschlafly.com. We have to take a break. We'll come back from this break and take your phone calls. The number to call is 618-465-1570, uh, 618-465-1570. And uh, I'm Ed Martin. I'm filling in for Smash. By the way, the question you can answer is, was Donald Trump better than George Washington? I put him second, George Washington first, uh, then uh, Donald Trump. And I put uh, Joe Biden already right with uh, Jimmy Carter. So what do you think of that? Uh, give us a call, 618-465-1570. We'll take a break here on Smash Daily and be right back here on 107.1 The Big Z. Be back. Here we go now. This land is Standing six foot one, weighing <laughs> no five, cranking out the jams and running his route. Everybody knew he didn't play no crap. The smash, the smash, big bad smash. Smash, smash, digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash. Smash here, wishing you a happy new year on behalf of Landmark Realty, Matt Horn and his whole crew over there. They've been doing real estate for over 20 years. You can find out all about it at GodfreyLandmark.com. And when you go to GodfreyLandmark.com, look at all the, the houses that are available to you. The most opportune situation for you at GodfreyLandmark.com is to get on that homes by email thing. All right? So you register for that. When new listings occur, you got that new listing as soon as it hits the market. So if you see that house, you like it, let's go. You're the first to jump on that new listing. And Matt Horn's going to help you get into that house if that is the house you want. Matt Horn is going to help you sell that house if it's time to sell. You always list with the leader. You list with Matt Horn here in the River Bend. Godfreylandmark.com wishing you a happy new year and a happy new home.
Martin filling in for Smash here on Smash Daily. Uh, again, we're uh, prou- I'm proud to fill in uh, for the great Smash. He is doing better. I talked to him today, uh, as he said in the in the uh, video in the audio at the beginning of the program. The uh, COVID, when you get it, man, it's um it hits it hits like a freight train. So we're wishing well and we're praying for him and uh, hope for a good recovery. Okay, let me cover a couple of things I mentioned earlier. I got a text from uh, one of my buddies who is listening to the program streaming over. He's in St. Louis and he's listening at AltonDailyNews.com streaming the show. He wanted me to uh, refer him back uh, to the um, to the story to the list uh, that I was telling him of the uh, executive orders. I mean, look, look, I, I do want to say. Um, you know, it's a great thing, America, when we have these transfers of power, right? It is a good deal. I, I do think it's kind of striking to me uh, that we have um, all the insiders, all the sort of people who are uh, kind of in the swamp and of the swamp. Uh, you know, you have the Obamas there and even the Bushes there. And of course, Hillary and Bill are there and all the senators and all that, both parties. And, you know, it's Trump was always an outsider. He was always an outsider, and that was always his deal. And so here's another thing that uh, President uh, Biden did. He's going to have 100-day mandatory masks and social distancing on federal property. Now, I got to be honest. I don't even want to debate that. Hasn't that already happened? How does he need to sign an executive order? I, I mean, I work in the, and you know, again, for filling in for our listeners, I'm, I head up the Phyllis Schlafly organizations, Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. I work out of our D.C. office. I'm in Washington, D.C., in and out of federal buildings all the time. Nobody's not wearing masks. No, nobody is walking around uh, not socially distanced in terms of if you've got something, uh, you know, if you're doing something you, you know, and you have to have a mask down or whatever. I mean, that's already happening. Again, whether you like it or not, we are, uh, we are where we are. And, you know, we, we've got people who are happily uh, putting on uh, the masks and, and, you know, again, uh, I, why is that an executive order? Why do we need that executive order? I, it seems to me that it's sort of a grandstanding move. By the way, another thing, he, Joe Biden has had the vaccine. And I think if I was the president of the United States, I think I would take the mask off when it came time to give my speech. Right. If I was going to give a speech, I, di- I didn't see the whole speech. So I know. But at various times that he was uh, uh, in the inauguration, he had his mask on. And it's like it's almost like it becomes like a fetish. Again, I'm not anti-mask. I'm not for mask mandates, so I'd go crazy. But I'm not anti-mask. But I just think that the balance here is like somewhere. All right, another one of the executive orders that he did, he eliminated the so-called Muslim ban. Now, first of all, this is such a a ridiculous uh, thing to say. Uh, It is insane, and it's so dishonest, because there was no Muslim ban. There was a ban... There wasn't even a ban. There was a hold on people coming to America from certain nations that happened to be Muslim majorities who had a record of not vetting uh, any of the people, you know, well, who were coming here. And we had a history of some bad people coming here. So the the reality is that the 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 um, so-called Muslim ban was actually a security decision that he made, but it's not a Muslim ban. And it's published as that. It's published that uh, Joe Biden today came in and he reversed the Muslim ban. It's just so darn dishonest. And I'll tell you this, here's one thing that nobody's saying out loud, but I'll say it. We have had a wonderful four years where the one of the things you don't worry about is terrorism, Islamic terrorism. You, you may worry about Black Lives Matter rioting in your cities. 
You may, you may worry about gun violence in Chicago, and you may even be of the group that wants to worry about whether the protest at the Capitol got out of hand. That's fine. You don't worry about Muslim terrorists coming to our country and messing around. And that's because whether it's ISIS in the Middle East or the aggressiveness that we've had in terms of allowing people to come to the country, this, pres this past president, the former president, not this one, said that was a, uh, a priority. And if you talk to people in the Pentagon, and I have, they will tell you that all Trump said was not, here's 18 levels of bureaucrats, here's a couple of dozen master's degree from Johns Hopkins and Harvard's Kennedy School who are now going to try to run the military. No, he didn't say that. Trump didn't have that swampy class. He didn't have, a, he didn't have the swamp class with him. Uh, so he didn't have that. Instead, he said to the, the top people at defense, get rid of ISIS. And you can, you can cartoon that, that if you want to say, oh, well, he just you know, kind of get rid of ISIS. But his point and my point, he didn't try to manage it. He said, just do these goals. He said, make these goals happen. Make it so that we have less terror in the world who are coming here. Here's another one. You want to know another one? I'm told this from the, told this from the uh, Pentagon. Remember how there used to be videos? You'd have recruiting videos from the lunatic uh, uh, Islamicists, the terrorists in, in, uh, over in Afghanistan. They'd release videos. You know what happened? When Trump got in, he said to the Pentagon, I want no more of those videos. And you know what they did? They shut down the ability for people to upload videos. They shut down all that stuff. They made it so you couldn't. They, whether, I don't know if it means you're jamming the cell phones. Those are the kinds of things that, that – uh, the president did, and now we have a, pre a president who's come. The, well, I'm sorry, the former president did. Now we have a president coming in whose first act is to get rid of the quote Muslim ban. It wasn't a Muslim ban, but we'll see what happens when people from the uh, parts of the world that have some people that don't like us decide to uh, have a little bit less vetting. And the other one is that the, uh, the, the president, the President Biden, has said he will uh, lessen and, and decrease the sanctions on Iran. He wants to think about getting back with Iran, working with Iran. Let's see what happens. Again, these are the preferences that people make, uh, and they did. Now, I'm getting a, I got a text from one of the hotshot Alton lawyers, and he said, if Trump won the election by a landslide, why was Biden sworn in today? This is a, this is a category of, uh, of criticism that, that shows a shallowness of the reality that's out there. So let me explain to you. We did not have, in my opinion, a serious assessment of what happened on November 3rd. We had a lot of cases. None of them, as far as I can see, got to the fact of the fundamental questions that people had. And we were told, hey, you're not supposed to ask those questions. We were told by people, if you ask questions, you're going to be that's seditious. We were actually told by CNN's Van Jones that if you question the election, Van Jones said this a week before the election. He said, if you question the election, you will be, he said, you will be undertaking a legal coup. In other words, it's a, not a coup, but it's legal, but you're objecting. And, and he set that up. Now, I don't know if there was enough voter fraud to change the election. I'm not sure, but I can tell you this. When millions of Americans did mail-in ballots in, in states that had never done mail-in ballots, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and we never got to figure out exactly why and how that worked out, it didn't instill confidence in the American people. And, as I've said over and over again, you have a system, we have a system, the Constitution, that allowed the challenge, 
that allowed people to raise those questions. And when that was all done, then we have a constitution that says, hey, you got to transfer power. John F. Kennedy, everyone agrees now, stole the election in 1960. He still became president. That's a, that's a, that's a historical fact, Mr. Alton Lawyer, who's uh, texting me about this. That's a historical fact. John F. Kennedy stole the election, just like Lyndon Johnson stole his Senate election. At a certain point, though, you don't get to unring the bell. That's actually a, a, that's a feature of the American system because we don't believe in raw power overturning elections. We actually believe if the system yields that result, that we got to live with it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk with a, a pastor who was born and raised in the Czech Republic, came to America for freedom and opportunity, extraordinary guy named Pastor Michael Schust, and he also was imprisoned by the communists. And I saw him, I heard him make a comment a, a few days ago that got my attention, and I, I wanted to ask him about it. He, and when he was in prison, the communists tried to re-educate him. They said, we're going to re-educate you, get rid of what you believe. And he says... A lot of that's been what's happening in America. So we'll talk with Pastor Michael Schuess. We'll take your phone calls and a lot more. It's Ed Martin. I'm filling in for Smash. Uh, say a prayer for Smash. And, of course, listen to this program that has a podcast over at smashdaily.com. All right, 107.1, The Big Z. Yeah. 